Good afternoon. You are listening to the Recovery Hour Talk Radio Show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the Cat 10 ENT Network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. With that being said, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. I would just like to say, as I always say, you guys are in for a real treat today. Now, I know I always say it, but I always mean it. So with that being said, before we get off to the cosmos, I would be remiss if I first didn't shout out to our sponsors, the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative that has been adopted here in Rockdale County, the purpose of which is to reduce the number of people in jails that are like us on the inside or the outside. You know, mammoth monumental things monumental opportunities for change. Uh, We are probably at the apex of information sharing. We probably have more access to information and we just wanna make sure that we keep some revelation inside that information, man. So it becomes active on fire, burning and creates those processes of change. Also, I'd like to shout out to Commissioner Doreen Williams and Commissioner Fitzgerald, who soon will be leaving me but if you look on my website, you will see that she said, Bill's a good guy. So anyway, with that being said, because you got to have a commissioner, man. Anyway, with that being said, today we do have a real treat. Today we have Matthew from DBHDD with us. And we're going to kind of talk to you guys about what DBHDD is and all that kind of stuff. But before we get off the cosmos, Tanisha, you want to say hi to all the people out there in Radio Land. Absolutely, Mr. Bill. Um, As always, I just want to say hello. Um, I am grateful to be here another week. I'm excited about the show today and excited for all of our listeners and all of our followers here on Facebook, on the podcast. Welcome, and I hope you all enjoy the show. All righty then. With that being said, Matthew, how are you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing well, Bill. How are you? Man, I'm living the dream, man. I'm living the dream. Matthew, you want to tell the people out there who you are and what is DBHDD? Because for all those people that don't know about the big house up on the hill, tell everybody out there who you are and what DBHDD is. Yes, definitely. So so good morning, good afternoon, uh, good night, all. Uh, my name is Matthew Clay. I am the Director of Special Projects in the Office of Children, Young Adults, and Families at the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities. Through my role with the Office of Children, Young Adults and Families, I have the the privilege and the honor of working with families. I think, you know, within the state of Georgia, Bill, we have a a lot of exciting initiatives going on, a lot of exciting projects, a lot of exciting up and coming leaders, especially at the the young adult level. So there's a lot to be excited about and uh, very much looking forward to talking with you this morning about um, our new system of care website. Yeah, man, you know, I think that if I would have never worked for a CSB, I don't know if I would have even known what DBHDD was. You know what I mean? And, and so it's amazing. And that's one of the things about this information sharing thing. You know, you'd be surprised. We think that everybody knows what we know because we know it, right? And, and that is just so not accurate, right? 
and and everybody wants the change or everybody is looking for help or the service. And, and when you talk to people and you say, because when people call me, they usually don't call me because I'm on their Christmas list. They usually call me and say, are you Bill Carruthers? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I say, yes, I am. And we don't talk about where they got my number from. We just talk about what, they, what is the issue. And People just don't know where to find the solution. They've kind of identified the problem on probably on a micro, from a micro perspective, probably not macro, and they're looking for help. And help is all around, but people don't know where it is. Different helpers aren't communicating, systems aren't collaborating information, and the person is sitting there in dire straits and they just don't know how to access it. So when you say DBHDD, and I've had an opportunity over the years to speak at your board meeting, I've had an opportunity to do the Mark Baker thing. And that's when I first came in, Mark Baker was obviously the director of Office of Recovery Transformation. And I, I just remember, I, I've got a video online, Bill Carruthers, the board meeting, and he's sitting right there. And I remember, before I knew that he was pastoral, I remember saying, man, this is really a nice guy, dude. You know what I mean? And, and then I had the opportunity to meet <laughs> the previous commissioner, Commissioner Barry, and he came up and I had a, doing, was doing a recovery program, wrote a program, and he came and visited the program and we sang a song. We made a, actually made a recovery rap Christian song. And he came up and we sang it for him and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, because when the commissioner from DBHD comes, I know normal people don't know what happens behind the scenes. But if you ever notice, by the time you get there, everything is really clean and everybody is smiling and everything, you know. And uh, him and I had a real human experience. And uh, the people, I had to tell my people, don't try to pick him up. You know, my people are like, hey, dude, man, what's up? And Years later, him and I were somewhere speaking together, and he was singing the song. You know what I'm saying? And, and he cool. came he came to Savannah one day and said, hey, Bill, man, I'm going to take you out to lunch. You know what I'm saying? And, and me and him went and sat down and talked about the future, and he talked to me about my future, future that I couldn't see at that time yet, and, and the future that I'm living now that was a dream that's beyond was beyond my dreams. Commissioner Fitzgerald, I have pictures of her in my living room, multiple pictures of us in different places. But every time I see her, I say, come on, Commissioner, let's get some photo op, you know. Obviously, I know Tony when he was there, because Tony is a CARES, I'm a CARES, CPS, all those things. Obviously, Dana, Tandy Way, all the people that that are in that forbidden castle, but they're really such nice people. And I've met you, so... Things are starting to really fill out, man. So when we're talking about, I want to usually what we do here on the show, because we, it's very important that we get to the information, but also I think it's important that we get to the person. So Matthew, I'm going to ask you just a couple questions before we get into the system of care, because it's been brought to my attention that you are a renaissance man. So there you have it. So I want to ask you a question, kind of go back in time probably not as far for you as it would be for me, but when you go back in time to when Matthew was a little boy, what did you want to be when you grew up, Matthew? 
Yeah, and what a what a great question. Before I dive into that, I, I did just want to highlight because I think what you said it's 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 very important, right? I think you know when we think about the you know state government or DBHDD, as sometimes you know we we have this idea of, of what those folks are, but I think you really hit the nail on the head. You know, right now there's a, a lot to be excited about in Georgia, and it largely starts with our people. Yes. You know, I'm so fortunate to work with a lot of the folks you mentioned um, on a daily basis, and just to be able to enter into the office. And, and work with people who had that passion to make the state better, it's, I can really truly think of, of no better place to be. And then, and then to answer your question, you know, it's, it's funny, I grew up in, in Douglasville, Georgia, which at the time uh, was a little bit more rural than what it is today. Um, it's, it's developed a little bit, but I'm, I'm a Georgia boy, born and raised. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, as I was, you know, entering my, my professional career and thinking about what did I, I wanted to do, I always wanted to, to, to support people. I wanted to, to help people. Um, you know, I, I bounced around between, you know, different project management positions. I thought about maybe being an, an educator. And, um, you know, the good Lord opened up doors and uh, brought me at, to the to DBHGD. And again, I can think of no better place to be. Yeah, wow. And, and you know, I kind of, for me, I came in through the back door. Right. And and was welcomed. Uh, my first encounter. And, and I, I just want you to know that there is a whole school of thought that DBHDD is like this draconian castle on the hill and they drag humans up there. And you never see them again. They drag agencies up there, you know. And, and so it is really it, it, it's so incredible for me because I know so many of the people and have had such spiritual and human experiences with them have been so uh, supported. I, I remember when it, when my career, for, before my career started and my criminal history hit the, the airwaves. And that was the first contact that I had with DBHDB. David Lenore called me on the phone and said, is this Bill Carruthers? I was actually in uh, new employee orientation, driver's training. And, and I said, yeah. And he said, uh, we just want to let you know that you have been rendered ineligible based on your criminal history, right? And, and, and that's when I started to understand about the change because at that time I was at Gateway in Savannah, Nora Haynes, June DiPolito, we were doing a special project, with June and them, they came together and, and that was before the waiver for uh, CPS's cares and that type of thing. They came together, went to the governor, and, and it, however it happened, because it was it was a mountain that was in the way of my life becoming what it could be. And those people who were the leadership moved that mountain out of the way so that I got a chance to have the life I have today. And, and that was monumental for me. And that, that's the very crux of my thing. So with that being said, you know. When you said that you kind of wanted to serve people, and I think it's very important because when I was a little boy, my first active memory of wanting to become something, I wanted to be James Cagney, which, <laughs> which obviously, and that's the power of media. You know what I mean? Plus the environmental realities that we live in, where I came from, everybody wanted to be a gangster or whatever. And nobody really had gotten all the information about if you take this career path, these are the things that come with it. The whole the rest of the info. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, it depends on which way you're talking about. Uh, I took that path 
and it was the wrong road. It was the wrong road. Power of our God, I still ended up in the right place and couldn't have done it without those people up on the hill that have supported me monumentally, support the organization that we're starting now. Oh, so many people, Jill, uh, doctor, what you call it, that does the, uh, the uh, Georgia Regionals, Dr. Johnson, her and I have partnered together over the years. Just so many different people. Anyway, with that being said, Matthew, what is the system of care? Yes, great. That's a great question. So I guess, you know, first and foremost, I'll, I'll mention, um, you know, I, I've worked in the, the world of community mental health. Um, I've kind of lived in the, the grants field for a while now. I've had the privilege of, of working in many states. And, you know, to be able to work for Georgia, I have to say it's, it's, it's different in a lot of key ways. And I think that's a good segue into what is a system of care. A system of care, um, you know, it's really just all about teamwork. It's about the community that could be, you know, faith-based institutions, could be schools, could be, you know, peewee football coach, the community working together with the family to meet the family's behavioral health goals. In a, in a nutshell, that's, that's what a system of care is. And I, I think what makes it so powerful is, again, a testament to what makes Georgia special. And that's truly the potential and the power that is in our communities. Um, Bill, you, you, you mentioned uh, Gateway um, through the uh, OCYF, the Office of Children, Young Adults, and Families. I've had the opportunity to, to work with numerous community service boards, um, Community Service Board of Middle Georgia, Aspire, to name a couple. Um, but again, there's so much power in the at the community level, and a system of care is, is really designed to, to kind of capitalize on that. You, you think about those top-down approaches, but you know those bottom-up approaches. You know things like a Federation of Families chapter, a Youth Move chapter. You know these grassroots family supporting organizations like a Georgia Parent Support Network. There's again so much happening at the local level. We wanted to create a website that operationalizes that system of care approach. You know, when I when I say operationalize it, it kind of takes some of these philosophies, things like, you know, easy access into services, things like workforce development opportunities for both providers and, and you know, young people, even, you know, leadership trainings, skill building, how to write a resume, things like that. Again, all these kind of empowering things that we know that are happening at the local level. We wanted to make it easier for, for everyday folks to, to, you know, go to a website and see, you know, what trainings are available, what community local happenings are taking place. How can I access services? Um, and I think what's what's so great about our website, um, which is the address is gasystemofcare.org. So I'll, I'll say that a couple of times. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think what makes it so powerful is that it's it's about three years in the making. And from the very beginning, you know, this has been developed in partnership with certified peer specialists. Our, our primary audience for the website are families who have little to no knowledge of, of a system of care, you know, because, you know, you mentioned we, we kind of get lost in our own kind of echo chamber and talk with acronyms and abbreviations, things we yes. use every day, but our, our constituents may not. And, you know, that's no fault of their own. So it was really a, a great exercise to take these concepts, take these, you know, frameworks and an infrastructure that works based on our data and, and you know, kind of communicate it in a more easier, intuitive way. And we're, we're excited about it. It is our extreme pleasure to have such strong community partners, such as Viewpoint Health, to join us in our journey to recovering individuals as well as systems and procedures. Viewpoint Health 
offers an array of services and resources for individuals with mental health challenges, substance use challenges, as well as intellectual and developmental disabilities. To connect with them, please visit their website at www.myviewpointhealth.org or you can call 678-209-2411. Well, and, and so, you know, I just want to touch on a couple of points that, that you made right there. And, and obviously you saw another human being appear on the screen. And that is our creative marketing consultant. She's one of you guys, you know what I'm saying? The gray matter people that have the magic wands that turn everything into pretty or paisley or whatever y'all do. And when people look at it, they say, wow, they don't understand where all those navigation tabs come from. <laughs> you know, but Tanisha and myself, both being persons in long-term recovery, and I'm a certified peer specialist for mental health. I'm a certified peer specialist for addiction. I'm a certified peer specialist for whole health. I'm a forensic peer mentor, as well as a certified psychiatric rehabilitation practitioner. And, and that really means is that there was a time in my life when I was really confused <laughs> and, and was really running into a lot of obstacles and, and sometimes intentionally. And, and you know, those obstacles didn't know what to do with me and I didn't know what to do with them. And, and when I got to the place where that I had that moment of clarity and wanted to change my life and had absolutely no idea what that was going to mean and, and had been in the on the wrong side of the tracks for 50 years as an extensive criminal history spanning four decades and finally had gotten sober in the rooms and finally have found the meaning of what God means to me and all that. But at the end of the day, I still didn't have any education. At the end of the day, I didn't have any functional working skills. At the end of the day, I had this whole warehouse of consequences, baggage, as you would call it, that I could not figure out how to convert that to positive inventory or recovery capital. And there were systems that were in place that could do it. DBHDD, partnership with the uh, Georgia Council on Substance Abuse, created the CARES program. DBHDD, with their partnership with uh, Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network. And when I met Charles and when I met Mark Baker and those guys, and they said to me, Bill, because I was in experimental project opening doors to recovery, and I, it was experimental, all right. And I felt like I was in the unmanned spacecraft. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea where I was going or what I was doing, and I need some training fast. And they they gave me this thing when when they accepted me and said, "You need to become a CPS. You need to become a CARES. You need to do them reliance learning. Blah blah blah. You've got six months, and you got to get a GED." Wow. And there's your caseload. Wow. And I'm like, like a deer in the headlights. And, and, and so understanding intimately what those trainings and those opportunities mean, because to a person who's ready to get their life together and you don't have skills and you've got that criminal history, this is a gateway to success that has been created by this very system that you're afraid of or whatever. The system has created a process that you can go through and that waiver for your criminal history so that you have an opportunity 
to live a life of whole health and wellness. And one of the things that is really relative to that and relevant about that is when people get that pink cloud and you're coming off that pink cloud and you've got a year or two in sobriety and, and you really have a lot of fear about how do I not lose this? How do I stay connected with what I have learned now is recovery, which is very new. How do I stay connected with that? And I want to help people, right? And, and help people is such a complex equation that we have no idea what we mean when we say, I want to help people. And then we show up and you're like, maybe not, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we're the people that tell help how to help us, you know, but those trainings, motivational interviewing, all those different things that change the way we think, the, the language, the progressive language movement, the faces and voices, all of that stuff. So when you're talking about trainings, I'm, I'm talking to people about interning in a field where you're taught as you move and go and learn and grow. And, and you know, if you put the work in, there, there's, a, there's a stairway. You know what I mean? There's a stairway that goes to somewhere. Tanisha is uh, obviously a CPS and a CARES and all that kind of stuff as well. And uh, when you see all this fancy stuff behind our heads, <laughs> that's right. You know what I mean? It's not done by Keebler. She is also the program manager for Good and Grace, the recovery community organization which is another partnership, Addiction Recovery Support Center, which is another partnership with the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities as well. So those things that you're talking about, that information that I had no idea where it was or what it meant, it's, it's a partnership between the people that you see on the screen. And it's very real, it's very tangible, it's transformational. And so when we're talking about the system of care, and we were talking about certified peer specialists, and a lot of people do know about the CARES, and some people do know about the CPS, but I think one of the under-communicated things is the CPSP and the CPSY. So can you kind of talk to us a little bit about how your website and how your agency is creating traction for those things and what those things mean to families' lives? Yes. What what a what a great question. And and, and Bill, uh, Tanisha, I first off, I just want to commend y'all for, for getting certified. You know, the, the certified peer specialist workforce is truly the engine to to our work, what we're trying to accomplish throughout the state. You know, I, I think before I answer that question, I, I also wanted to point out something that Bill, I I agree with you hundred percent. You know, it's it's when it comes to marketing or developing a website or, or even, you know, outreach and, and marketing for some of the different programs or resources or services, the content is one thing, how it's communicated is another. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll quote um, Dr. Maya Angelou when she said, you know, people will forget what you did. People will forget what you said, but they ain't going to forget how you made them feel. That's and that's, right. that's such an important piece. And that was something, again, through our websites, um, working with certified peer specialists, to not just, you know, kind of take these complex things like a certification training. What are the qualifications? What are the timelines? What are some job support upon being certified? How do we take these kind of technical, you know, facets, pieces, and then communicate it in a way that families can, can best run with it? You know, I, I think with, so for those folks who, who may not be familiar, um, a certified peer specialist 
These are individuals who have lived experience um, when it comes to uh, substance misuse challenges or lived experience with a, with a mental health challenge. And these folks, they are trained and certified to leverage their lived experience to support others. So, you know, I, I, again, I think it's one of those things that if you're talking about services or resources and you're not including seats at the table for peers, then immediately you're, you're almost going backwards. Yeah. So in terms of the website, we wanted to make it as easy as possible to kind of spotlight what our state has truly been, you know, a national leader. Um, we were the first state in the nation to for, for that peer support service to be Medicaid billable. Yes. So we're very excited about that. And um, Bill, you know, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir when I say as leaders, we can't just rest on our laurels, but we have to look for new ways to break through that glass ceiling. So Tanisha, if you'll go to the homepage of the website, uh, right on the homepage, which again is gasystemofcare.org, there's a, a, a purple banner that talks about lived experience. Um, and right. again, within that section, we wanted to explain what is lived experience? What are the different certification types? You know, what are some grassroots organizations that families can, can kind of tap into to, to get that support? And, you know, I, I think another thing that I would be remiss to uh, not mention are the different Federation of Families chapters. You know, these are grassroots chapters uh, largely supported by uh, the state chapter, which is Georgia Parent Support Network. There it is right at the top, that purple banner. Beautiful. Yeah, if you'll click that, that is uh, kind of our one-stop shop for all things peer support. And um, I think one of the, the cooler things about this section, you know, again, in addition to some of the, the, the technical information, but out of DBHGD, there's all kinds of, of youth leadership academies, you know, stigma reduction campaigns that now we can take those videos, take those concepts, take those call to actions and, and host them on our site. So folks won't have to go through emails or won't have to, you know, go through different sites, but instead they can go, they can go to that system of care website and everything they need is, is, is there. So, you know, that was, that's really the, the goal in mind for us, you know, to, to really take what's already happening, create a, a way that folks can, can go and learn more, how to get involved, how to support, how to receive services, just, just the full spectrum. So we're, we're really excited about that. And again, without the, the, the working with our certified peer specialists, um, it would not be what it is now. And again, while we're excited about where it is, we still recognize that there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, wow. Look at Anthony. <laughs> hey, now, now I've, I've got to brag about, about Anthony Catlin. So he was uh, he was one of the first um, peers that worked on, on the initial team I oversaw for DVHGD. And, um, you know, Anthony, he's 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 amazing. So we're, we're grateful yes. for him. Yeah, man, I, I uh, you're absolutely right. man. I, uh, I I'm just so in awe and so privileged to just to understand some things today that so many people just need to know. Um, you know, there are so many things that people just need to know. And, and so that's, uh, that's basically. We are proud partners of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Rockdale Newton Chapter. NAMI Georgia is an organization of family, friends, and individuals whose lives have been affected by mental challenges. Together, we advocate for better lives for those individuals who have a mental challenge, and we offer support, education, and advocacy as we do so. Please visit the NAMI Georgia website at www. 
NamiGeorgia.org. And if you are local to the Rockdale Newton area, we would love to have you join the family. For more information, you can visit www.namirockdalenewton.com or follow their Facebook page at Nami Rockdale Newton. So, let's go. I want to ask you something else. And one of the things that I know about the people up there on the top of the hill or the BBHDB or the state organization or whatever you want to call it, as well as the influence that is radiating from there and from the hearts of people and from minds and brains that are a lot bigger than mine is a change in attitudes, a change in language, uh, a, a change in philosophies the, to the whole health, talking about the whole person talking about and addressing the whole family, seeing how these things are not, they're not micro, they are macro. They're not just the identified patient and everybody else stays the same and, you know, kind of grips their cheeks. I'm talking about addressing this whole thing. And, and that's, that, that is a, 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 the flavor. That's part of, in the DNA of what we're looking at today, the DNA of what we're doing that is what makes recovery sustainable when, when we try to become whole and, and our services are focused on wholeness and wellness and all of those things. So what I noticed as we were navigating the website, obviously we have different service providers and how people access them. We, we got CSVs, we got LIP teams, we got Georgia Collaborative. You want to talk a little bit about that stuff? Yes, it'll be right under the, the access services tab. And, um, you know, it's 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 so funny because, again, I think one of the, the themes I'm hearing from you, Bill, and I, I agree, it's that, you know, a lot of times folks, you know, want, want to get involved, but they may not necessarily know how, right? You know, or folks are seeking services, but they may not necessarily know which services is appropriate or which provider would make best sense for them to connect with, maybe based on their, you know, address or zip code. So we wanted to really streamline that process. You know, if you've ever had had the uh, unfortunate experience of, of having internet challenges, right? You know, you, you call Comcast or AT&T or, or whomever, you know, you're going to have to explain your situation, explain your first and last name, you know, confirm the last four of your social with four or five different people before you finally connect with that person who can who can help. And, um, you know, goodness, Bill, that's for something as, as silly as, as TV. Yes. You know, that's, that's for something as silly as internet. So, yes. You know, when it comes to behavioral health, there is no excuse to, to follow that same framework. Yes. So what we really wanted to do was, again, tap into and leverage and use what makes Georgia as a behavioral health system of care and infrastructure, a state so unique. And that's our people. You know, I, I, again, we wanted for, for a family who may not know what a system of care is, may not know what services they need may not know what a provider is, right? Some of these key terms that we use every day, we wanted to, to make sure that that individual could connect with the trained professional who could field those questions, elicit a, a warm handoff if they, you know, maybe not be the, the best organization for that family. Um, and, and, you know, walk again, along with the family to ensure that family has, has access. And yes. you think about things like local interagency planning teams, which are mandated uh, community or, uh, teams that serve families in need. You know, it's 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 these great, it's a great door entry to our state system of care. 
And, um, you know, many folks may not even be aware of it. And again, I don't see that as a, a problem on our families, but I see that as a problem in, in GBHGD and how we're getting the word out. So, you know, I, I think as, as times changed, um, you know, dealing with the pandemic, uh, just the technological advances that are that are happening so quickly, we wanted to, to create a virtual kind of LIPT door, if you will. And I think by, by doing that, just simple information, some, an overview of what LIPTs are, um, how they can support families, and then providing that key contact information for a family to see who serves their community, it just makes it that much easier for families to get the services they need. Wow, you are so spot on. And, and you said a couple of things. And when you said them, if you noticed, Tanisha, when you said, Bill, if you can imagine the internet and you, man, if you put me in the internet in the same sentence, you already have equated that. That's how baby and Winnick stink. Man, we missed this whole, the whole weather change thing that was happening. Yeah, we missed it, man. We were not plugged into the information, dude. And, and you can, so this, website obviously is is user friendly because i can use it <laughs> there you go you have succeeded already because i can work it when you said that's why tanisha laughed and i laughed both when you said tanisha could you please go to the thing because that would have been if things over here were working at optimal levels that's the way it would have worked but actually I work. I'm working the wheel. Yeah, and I was like, I hope he doesn't think I'm having challenges finding the home page. It. I know it. I know it, dude. There you go. So keep coming back, yay! But anyway, so it's obviously the language you were talking about the language. You know, the community service board LIPT. You know, I remember three or four years ago, when I first came to Rockdale, I was getting ready to do a presentation. I was sitting in the lobby. I'm talking to this nice lady named Jennifer Wilds, and I'm talking to her, and, and I asked her, what do you do? And she explained to me perfectly what LIPT teams do and what they are and everything. And I, I, I archived the information like it was a conversation, fortunately for me, I have a brain that takes pictures of everything and I can't, re I, I kind of get the pictures mixed up and the pages mixed up and I got it. Years later, as, as I was working with other people, I realized, hell, I know what this is, you know, and I went back to the archives and kind of sorted through all that stuff and you have simplified it and put it right here together. Do you know how many people call me and say, Bill, listen, I, I got this situation and they start explaining the complexity or the fragmentation of their lives that could be collaborated, coordinated and recalibrated in the context of this website right here. So you hit it dead solid perfect in the middle. So with that being said, when you're talking about and, and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but I kind of want to go back to it when we're talking about the training and development platform. I remember when I was a director of workforce development and training for Highland Rivers. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, yeah. So I say that to say this, talk to us about the training workforce development platform and what that's designed to do. And in the recorded archive, talk to me about that, Matthew. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, one of the, the key functions that we wanted to, to really include on our side is, is not just that repository of, of information, but instead, you know, how can folks, and that, and again, that's, that's not just families, that's families and providers. How can yes. we, we make this a, 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 an investment on them? Because, you know, if, if we don't have, well, I've said it before, I'll say it again, one of the, the most unique things about the state of Georgia is our is our workforce and it's full of passionate, motivated people. And it's our job to make sure that they're trained and have the skill sets in their tool belts to best serve Georgia families. So yes. one of the things we wanted to include was, was a training calendar. This is something that we work with Voices for Georgia's Children to create. And um, it's, it's, it's a simple display of trainings that our system of care partners and providers are offering. What's neat about the calendar is you can see uh, towards the left-hand side, there are different filters. So let's say, for example, you are a parent of a child who may have, you know, substance use or, or mental health challenge. You can close out all of the trainings other than just the parents. So if you'll okay. click on the, the blue everyone. The blue everyone. Wow. So if you'll, if you'll click that out and then click the, the, the red for professionals, the green for youth and young adults. And then to re-click that yellow, you'll now see just the trainings that are targeted for parents. So, you know, this includes certified peer specialist parent trainings, different trauma-informed you know, language, um, you know, our CLC. So, again, you can also filter the calendar based on who that person is. So, say, for example, you are a professional and you're looking for different skill building. You can uh, click the yellow to close out that view, and then you'll see the trainings that are specifically for professionals. So again, it's a, it's a real simple kind of process. And our, our goal right now is to really fill up this bad boy. You know, yes. we, we, we've launched the website about a month and a half ago. So conversations like this, you know, helping to get the word out are super important. And then the other side of that is making sure that the website is living. And when I say living, that means trainings are being added. Event information is being added. News and announcements are being added. All of the, the key contact information for our system of care coordinators is updated and active. Our LIPT information, which we talked about, is updated and accurate. So all of these things, if you go to the website on a Monday, and then a few days later, go to it on a Thursday, it's going to be different. So, you know, we, we have so much going on and Woo. creating a, a site where that information can be relayed is, is, is priority number one. Yeah, and you you need to give Jeff Breedlove a pipeline to that thing. So <laughs> between him and Tanisha, man, my my emails and, and my man, come on, man, they're getting the information to me now, like out of a fire hose. So, but but you're absolutely right. You know, one of the things that I know, being in several different systems and being the executor of several different systems. If I didn't surround myself by people gifted like Tanisha and yourself, see, but I, I remember when we were setting up one of our systems and our Facebook thing, because we got the Facebook for this and the Facebook for that, and the Facebook for this. And, and Tanisha said, well, we need to set up the administrator thing. And she said, well, Bill, you want to set it up through your Facebook? And I said, well, yeah, sure. You know, it, it don't matter. I don't really, I'm not too active. And she looked at it, she said, Bill, you haven't posted anything since 2014. <laughs> exactly. So there is the evolution of our world that some dinosaurs, like I said, that's how we became extinct, dude. 
it was like, oh, I mean, it's like, wow, I can't even work a keyboard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there is a different medium of communication today that in a lot of people I find in my work with returning citizens or familiar faces or whatever the operative term is this week, you know, when I went to prison for 15 years, when I came back, the it was a different world. Um, when, As a matter of fact, if the world we lived in today with the level of access and clicks and flicks and lives and streams and everything, if that would have been taking place back when I was in my criminal heyday, I would still be in prison because, yeah, they would have recorded that stuff that I was doing and it would I would have been toast, dude. You know what I'm saying? So the change, just like, you know, there is so much negative information. There is so much negative messaging. It is so important that we simplify processes and we populate these things. It's very easy, and I'm guilty of it, of having information sharing systems and not having people administer those things regularly or tend to them regularly. Those, those news cycles, like you said, you can look at something today and then look at it in two days and it's a whole different thing. If I didn't have people like Tanisha in my life that says, hey, you're, you're going to the meeting today, aren't you? I'm like, so I've got three calendars that other people populate, right? And that, when I look at it, I say, wow. Or, you know, these little alerts I get that says meeting starts in 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, all righty then. You know, but I just want to shout out and just say kudos to you guys for having that knowledge. Uh, one thing that I would say about the training platform and the archive information, as I was looking through there, and one thing that kind of stood out to me was this: these trainings are for education purposes, not for CEUs. Yet, so that's that's, that's a good that's yet. that's that'll be my little segue. So you know, I, I think it's important. I believe it was Einstein who said the answer to yesterday's question isn't the solution for tomorrow's problem. So yeah. you know, we we really wanted to to, and it was really a challenge at first because this whole website was de designed from scratch, but we wanted it created in a way that it wouldn't go out of date, essentially. Yeah. So for the, the, the training section, we're, we're excited about where it is right now, um, but we are always having internal conversations about how we can make it better. And if CEUs are going to you know, lead to, to more certified peer specialists or, or are going to help fill gaps that we're seeing in, in our communities and our state, then we want to do our darndest to try and fill those gaps through our website. Right. And, and one of the things that I think is relevant to that is in in. I'm going to be honest with you. I live in Conyers today and, and God made Conyers so that I could be close to Atlanta. You follow me? If it For years, people offered me jobs and opportunities and they said, oh, it's in Atlanta. And I said, that's okay. I'll pass because just because of the traffic. So understanding what traffic means not just the people that don't have cars, but the people who do have cars. And, you know, we were looking at our thing the other day. We got two trainings coming up, and they're like in Dunwoody, or one of them is at the church or something, and what you call it. And I say, I got to leave the day before because I'm not leaving at six o'clock in the morning and drive on the Autobahn to try to, 
<laughs> heart racing and walk into the training, it, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm leaving the night before. I'm having some continental breakfast that morning and, and GPSing to wherever that place is and still navigate a lot of traffic. Maybe take an Uber and leave my car at the hotel. I don't know. But I think that having these things that give people access, and don't get me wrong, I crave human connection. We are designed for human connection. We are. But we are also designed to process information in a way that we're not stressed out and tripped out or that we avoid the process or that we become, we expire. We expire because uh, we, we expire because we can't get to the real. So um, with that being said, I really want to shout out the simplicity of the website, what that really looks like, what that means, that, that is fire. Is there anything else about the website that you think that the people out there should know? Let's talk about it. Where did they find it? What are the, because you said you would say it more than once. How do people find the System of Care website? Yes, it is GA, as in the acronym for Georgia, GA, systemofcare.org. We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision, and together we are stronger. And okay. um, I, I think what you said was, was, was beautifully said because what we really set out to do was, was to create a, a simple, intuitive, user-friendly process. And I, I would like to take a moment and, and just quickly share, if, if you want to go back to the homepage, which you can do by clicking that green uh, Georgia System of Care. Yep. If you click that. <laughs> see, Tanisha laughing. You see it? She <laughs> Bill, you're doing, you're doing a great job. Discomfort. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So if you, scroll, if you scroll all the way down, we're going to go to our events calendar. And if you click, yep, right there, um, if you click on learn more under events, beautiful, yep. So in the same spirit of the training calendar, we wanted to create an events calendar that houses information, um, you know, support groups, parent support groups, family support groups, recovery meetings, mm -hmm. Federation of Families chapter meetings, youth move chapter meetings. I mean, all of these exciting things that are going on that aren't necessarily a training We've had uh, some events that we've included on the events calendar from uh, Mental Health America are things like, you know, podcasting 101, how yeah. to build a bicycle, these these things for, for youth and young folks, just to give them the opportunity to, to work together and to create something. It's, it's, it's pretty neat. And a couple of weeks ago, actually, I'll, I'll share this story. We had a Federation of, of Families um, support meeting. And for those folks who, who may not know, a Federation of Families they are essentially community support meetings led by, you know, behavioral health champions. Uh, these could be individuals who have lived experience themselves. Um, it could be adults, parents maybe who have a child with, with a lived experience. So it's just a, it's a wonderful thing. If, if anyone has not attended one before, I highly encourage y'all to use our events calendar on the website and sign up. But a, a couple of weeks ago, I was attending a uh, Federation of Families chapter meeting and you know, it was so funny. One of the attendees had to call the leader of the meeting because she couldn't find the link. And yeah. I just started thinking, it's you know, how how many people 
are unable or, or don't attend a federation meeting because they can't find the link. That's right. Or because they can't find the call-in number. Or That's because, right. you know, it's a Tuesday and maybe they thought the meeting was on a Tuesday, but it was really it was on a Monday. So these kind of low-hanging fruit opportunities that get in the way, we wanted to, to eradicate that. And by having all of our chapter meetings, other support meetings, and it, just those local happenings that are taking place, by having all those events on one calendar, which you can filter based on your region, depending wow. on what county you live, um, families can see that and elect to attend or not. And I will wow. say, um, as we're approaching the holiday season, um, we're starting to get some trunk or treat opportunities, um, starting to look at uh, some you know, canned food drives, all that good stuff. So it's just a wonderful way to give back to your community um, if folks are interested in that. Wow, that that is really good. Um you know, we do two recovery meetings a day over here that are virtual hybrid meetings, and we do it at 11 o'clock in the after 11 o'clock in the morning, and we do one at 6 p.m. We also do it at 6 p.m. on Saturdays. These radio shows, we pump these radio shows out every week on His Hop, which is a national platform, Category 10 Entertainment, and I think we're up to, what number are we up to now, Tanisha? How many radio shows have we done? I believe we are recording 97 today. 97. Very so impressive. 97 weeks. And, and this was just something that we, we launched to meet the needs of the pandemic and realized that we stumbled into meeting the needs of a community, of, of, of a world, you know, and, and giving people access to, yeah, to, to yeah. And giving people access to the System of Care website this morning, we've got Matthew Clay from DBHDD. And I'm going to thank you so much, Matthew. I'm going to ask you a couple more really simple questions. Why do you do what you do? You know, Bill, that's that's a question I've, I've asked myself a lot. So, you know, one of the the kind of my strengths, the opportunity at DBHDD, I'm I'm pretty involved with. Um, conducting leadership trainings, right? Leadership workshops that is really predicated on, on individuals spending time to, to learn about themselves, you know, their why. Simon Sinek, uh, he's, 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 he's my go-to. Um, he's, yeah. he's an author. He has some great TED Talks. Um, so shout out to, to Simon. I'm sure he's listening. But, uh, you know, I, I think when you're, what you're asking is, is really what, what is my why? And my why is, is, is really to develop others through education so that they can reach their personal and professional goals, you know, that that really is my fire for getting up every day. You know, I, I, I kind of see myself as, uh, you know, kind of in that educational sports psychology background that works in behavioral health. And I think through that, I've, I have a, a unique perspective. But again, you know, a, a team is only as good as the members of that team. And at DBHGD and OCYF, we just have phenomenal leadership. But it's, it's the folks that are, you know, leading the services, boots on the grounds, um, community service boards chapters, you know, it's those folks that are truly the the engine that make all this go. So the opportunity to work with them um, every day, I just, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Wow, man, that is so super powerful. I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, I, I really truly believe that if I lose my ability to learn, I forfeit my ability to teach. And, and you know, I think the most dangerous thing that could exist on our planet other than the first female football player. But other than that would be if I lose my ability to learn, people who can't learn anything else or believe they have 
all, they got all the sense because if you got it all, I don't need to have any. And that's kind of the way that works. So I just want to thank you, Matthew, for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this with us. You, it's been a real treat. And I always tell people about the treat. It has been a treat. I want to thank you for your skills, for your endeavor with the System of Care website. I heard about it when you were doing it. And I was like, wow, you know, any leadership stuff that you get, send it to Tanisha and myself. You got our emails. I, I am very interested because I'm doing some work over here and in a couple other areas. And one of the things that's very important, I think the succession plan for people whose hair is the color of mine is training gifted people to be able to navigate life on God's terms as opposed to just life on life's terms. And, and I think emotional intelligence has empathy in it. And, and you know, I've seen the, the hard line, you know, to do what I say, not what I, I've seen all those different things. And today I realized that we, creating the we, the power of the we, the power of shared information and intelligence that it is more important to be able to hear than it is to be able to speak and especially be able to hear God's plan. <laughs> he's, whoo, I know he has laughed hysterically like he's in a comedy club. Every time I tell him one of my plans, he's like, man, you're better than Dave Chappelle. <laughs> but anyway, that's why I surround myself with smart people like you and Tanisha. Anyway, Matthew, do you have any message for all the people that are going to hear the sound of your voice today? Just, you know, Bill, uh, Tanisha, thank y'all for having me. This has been a blast. Uh, I hope we can set something up else uh, up again in the future. Um, but that website is gasystemofcare.org. Um, be quick to check it out. Anyone who, who may feel a little intimidated, please know that not only is the site really designed to be intuitive and, and simple to use, but there are also points of contact for each section of the site. So if you're having any issues, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, we want to help. And uh, also be quick to share it with, with your neighbors, you know, family, friends, just anything y'all can do to help get the word out. Uh, that's really kind of the, the game we're in right now. So again, yeah. that website is gasystemofcare.org. And um, if any folks have, have any questions, don't hesitate to, to reach out. Uh, my email is Matthew dot clay at dbhdd.ga.gov. Wow. Thank you so much. Anyway, with that being said, Tanisha, do you want to tell all the people out there in Radio Land how they can get this message? Absolutely. As always, I like to encourage everyone to create positive connections. How you can do that with us is you can stay connected with us by visiting our website. Our website is rockdalesteppingup.com. If you go to the bottom of that webpage, there's a little stay connected tab, which will take you to a library of our monthly newsletters. In that monthly newsletter, we always have a commissioner's corner, which is a message from Dr. Doreen Williams telling about the Rockdale Stepping Up initiative, as well as other things that we are doing in the recovery community. We also select a champion of recovery, which is a person in recovery sharing their recovery story and a message of hope. We also select a champion of change, which is one of our partners in the community who is making a positive impact in the world around them. We also list several different resources, apps, events, 
community announcement. So that's one thing I would definitely be adding the Georgia System of Care link in there as a resource for all of our people who receive the monthly newsletter every month. Again, we invite all of you all to follow Grit and Grace on all of their social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. We're listed under Grit and Grace RCO. And if you would like to continue to keep hearing these messages, the ones just like you've heard today, please tune in to Category 10 ENT on the His Hop Network every Wednesday at 12 noon and Thursdays we replay at 1 p.m. If you cannot listen at those times, we do have a podcast and we're listed on seven different platforms, y'all. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts. So y'all keep coming back. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO, or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.